Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Yes, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Welcome back if you're someone who's returning, or welcome if it's your first time. Yeah, so today we're going to start off with uh, getting you to imagine the following scenario. You put tons of of thought into your work and trying something new or doing something that you really enjoy. You practice the necessary skills required and you achieve many milestones along the way. Maybe you get a promotion or you're congratulated even at work for your time and effort over and over again. But instead of feeling proud of yourself, you somehow feel removed, numb, maybe constantly thinking, I don't even deserve this. You begin to feel uneasy, guilty, or may even downplay your accomplishments, feeling almost as if you received the recognition in error or that you aren't as qualified as you actually are and you feel that soon people will find out who you really are and uh, they might start thinking of you as a loser or a fraud. Yeah, so this is relatively common scenario that some would call imposter syndrome. Um, And some may not know the term imposter syndrome, some might, but that's generally what a real life scenario would feel like if someone were to say have imposter syndrome. Yeah. So imposter syndrome, uh, as defined in the Oxford Dictionary, is a persistent inability to believe that one's successes are deserved or that they have been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Yeah, so it's kind of like this feeling that everyone else knows exactly what they're doing, but you feel lost and afraid or you aren't doing it right. I yeah. I, I feel like that's probably a common feeling for many people. Maybe not common, but for me, it's very common. I constantly am like, okay, am I doing this right? Or, oh, I'm so behind this other person. They're like light years ahead of me. So this would be kind of what it would be termed as. Yeah, and often, well, like... <laughs> That makes sense that you say that because high achievers, which you have been in the past um, and still are, of course, uh, often high achievers can experience this kind of self-doubt and personal incompetence despite their skills and capabilities and their hard work. Yeah, and the bottom line is, is that they aren't rational thoughts, but they feel real in the moment. And to those experiencing those feelings, it can impact many aspects of their life, like their work or school or home life. Right. So we've got a quote here by Seth Godin. And he said, when you feel unworthy, any kind of response, positive feedback or rewards can feel like a trick, a scam, or even luck of the draw. Yeah. And it's actually very common. So as I was saying, I I feel like it's very common for many. And It feels natural to say that many have experienced this, but we actually did find that about 70% of people experience this at some point in their life. So it is very common. Mm -hmm. And the causes uh, are actually unknown. It appears that it's a mixture of upbringing, personality, genetics, and just competition that's kind of uh, encouraged in our society. 
Yeah. And even, excuse me, even though it can and does affect anyone or everyone at some point, uh, there are four groups who are statistically more at risk. So a study was done in 2019 that showed that imposter syndrome can affect women or those who come from diverse backgrounds. So um, people of color more so. Uh, yeah. So co- coincidentally, these two groups also experience a seemingly disproportionate disproportionate division of management positions in the workplace. Right. Also, uh, we found that people who have experienced trauma and uh, partners that are living in controlled relationships where they've been conditioned as the lesser partner or they're viewed as nothing without their partner, um, those are people that are also affected. Uh, someone... It, it can really affect you long term that way if uh, if you're someone that has been your whole life told that you're less than or you're undeserving of your success. It yeah. can certainly work against you. Yeah. And when you begin to achieve things in a way that goes against a long, longstanding narrative in the mind, imposter syndrome can easily occur. So if you're constantly told that you can't do that or you're not capable or, oh, that's a, that's a big thing to be doing. Are you sure you can do that? When you actually achieve these things, it can quickly set in that, oh, I feel like in simpler terms, I feel like an imposter. I feel like a fraud. I feel like, you know, this person said I was never able to do it and now I'm supposedly here. And how did that happen? Right. So uh, we also noticed that there was a strong correlation between societal expectations and um, what's going on in our own lives, you know, the competition that we had previously talked about in some episodes that uh, kind of really makes us all feel like we'll never measure up or we'll never be enough. Uh, that can manifest in some people and causing them to feel that overworking is the only way that they're ever going to meet somebody else's expectations until they've worked hard enough or long enough or had those expected items or trophies of success or 12 side-by-sides or whatever it is, the big truck or... Yeah, yeah. they basically feel unworthy of attention and and affection unless they have something to show for it. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting that some of those who have found success, uh, we hear, I've heard a couple different stories in media um, of people who have found success and who are famous, and they're not necessarily someone who has a major educational background. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times it's someone who has a great idea or just takes a chance on themselves, and sometimes that can result in failure, and obviously sometimes it results in success, but uh, it doesn't matter what background you come from. Everyone can kind of experience this sense of I don't deserve this, or how did I get there? How did I get here? Or I've attained this education and now I get to practice it, but I feel like I'm still a child and I don't know how to do it. Yeah. 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 That one's real for me. So yeah. as, as I'm coming down the pipe to the end of the education, it's kind of like, okay, here's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. So. And then it's like, a, okay, one, two, three, go. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only way to do it though, really. It, it is. It's, I heard somewhere like you only need five seconds of bravery, right? Yeah. And, and it's true. It's it's all the worrying and crap that we put ourselves through besides that. Yeah, so exactly. We've got some common signs that you might be suffering from imposter syndrome. Uh, we found them on the edgefoundation.org. 
Uh, we're just going to list them off here one for one, probably again, mm. like we did other times. So sure. uh, the first one is you don't believe your success was connected to your own hard work, your intelligence or your creativity. And you could feel that maybe it's due to a stroke of luck or one of your colleagues that, you know, maybe they took a bigger part in the, the project or whatever. You, you're going to downplay yourself if you're suffering from imposter syndrome here. Yeah. Uh, another is you spend a lot of time thinking about failures, often focusing on what you feel you did wrong rather than what you did right. You may mm -hmm. also be comparing yourself to others who achieve, achieve the same result with a much smaller effort. So similar to what I was saying, you can compare yourself or you can look at if you're, for example, in school and you're looking at someone that's beside you who maybe gets higher marks than you or whatever, but you both graduate and you're both qualified to work in the field. But meanwhile, you're sitting there going, uh, <laughs> but am I? <laughs> because mm -hmm. this person seems like they know what's going on a hell of a lot more than I do. <laughs> yeah, it can seem like that sometimes. Yeah, uh, I've got another one here. You don't recognize your success and bask in the glory, but instead you move on to the next thing or the next thing that needs to be done and you never feel you can get ahead. You're always needing to be working on something. You basically never stop to smell the roses. Yeah, so never stopping to appreciate how far you've come or where you're at. Mm -hmm. I, I often hear the situation of, or I've seen quotes or things on social media where it's uh, the, the you from five years ago has overcome so much. You know, five years ago, this hurdle seemed massive in the grand scheme of life, but now five years later and you've overcome 10 or 20 different ones and yeah. you're still here and you're still success and you're still working towards yourself. So yeah. Um, so another one is you may not be able to celebrate your current success as you become focused on the next goal and then doubting yourself and your uh, ability to achieve it. So mm -hmm. once you get up here, well, the only way up, the only way from here is up, but once you get to what you thought was up, where, where do you go from there? And you've kind of lost your sense of way. You go upper. Yeah, upper. <laughs> upper and upper and upper. Right. So you might find it difficult to accept praise, uh, have crazy high standards for yourself is another one. Yeah. Uh, you find the failure, the fear of failure paralyzing. So mm -hmm. instead of jumping ahead and trying to do something for yourself, you just go, oh, well, if I don't do it, that's, there's no chance of failing, but you might be depriving yourself of something that's amazing. Yeah, I... I can certainly relate to the fear of failure being yeah. paralyzing it it can create you to be inactive towards whatever it is that you're trying to achieve and yeah that it, that's a sticky place to be well sure. and I think of simpler things too the, your first day of kindergarten that was extremely scary when you were five years old but you walked in the first day with your book bag and lunchbox and Somehow you graduated all the way to grade 12 and then maybe you go on to post-secondary or you start a business or, you know, something that seemed so large uh, at some point in your life. Unless you took that leap, you wouldn't have kept going. Right. And something that just came to me while you were saying that is, uh, you know, all the kids in that classroom were having... Yeah. A different array of emotion but they were all nervous was everyone gonna like me how am I gonna do what if I'm the dumbest you know what if I'm 
what if I can't find the bathroom? Right. <laughs> all yeah. those, I guess the bottom line is we're all kind of thinking the same sorts of things in yeah. situations like that. But all putting on a smile and pretending like we're not like freaking out inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another one we have here is you avoid expressing confidence because you're afraid that others will see it as bragging or being obnoxious. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like we all know some of those people. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, to be proud of yourself is one thing or to speak briefly, you know, about that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's uh it, it can be an issue for people that experience imposter syndrome it's one thing to I think kind of what you were getting at is it's one thing to be proud of yourself it's another to rub salt into a wound for someone who may have been working mm-hmm. twice as long as you to get to where you're at mm-hmm. um so just to be aware of other people and what they're trying to achieve um another is you are convinced you are not enough that's mm-hmm. there's not much to add to that that's just plain and simple yeah uh, you just feel awful and you're keeping, uh, maybe in the past you've kept yourself from successes uh, by refusing opportunities. You have fear of trying new things or you're living your life in shame. You're just kind of waiting for the fraud police to arrive and expose you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we also found on themuse.com that there are five different types of imposter syndrome. So the first one would be the perfectionist. So the perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves. And when they feel when they fail to reach a goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. So mm-hmm. success for them is rarely satisfying because they believe, oh, they could have done better. So right. oh, a simple example, oh, I cleaned the bathroom and I have this problem. That's why I'm talking about it. So <laughs> <laughs> wait. I'll, doesn't Eric clean the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) no so I I'll clean something in the house and for me I would define myself as being a perfectionist and I try to work against that sometimes but I'll be cleaning something and it's clean but for whatever reason in my head I'm like I did not wipe every square inch of that wall I could have cleaned that space better but why am I doing that to myself Mm -hmm. so yeah that's it's just an example of being a perfectionist Mm-hmm. So the next one I have here is uh, being the superwoman or the superman. They often push themselves to work harder and harder just to try to measure up, but really the competition's in their own head a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, imposter workaholics are actually addicted to the validation that comes from working and not the actual working itself. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it too. Mm-hmm. Um, another is the natural genius. So they judge their competence based on ease and speed as opposed to their efforts in other words if they take a long time to master something they feel shame so Mm. these people they could instead try seeing themselves as a work in progress instead not everybody is on the same timeline and as the example i was giving that if you're in a course with someone for example and they've finished it in half the time compared to you why are we so hard on ourselves why do we need that speed it just it might take you an extra amount of time to process some people have photographic memories for example and other people have to sit there with their book open and stare at it for hours to retain the information so why are we comparing apples to apples when it's really apples to oranges yeah that's good yeah so the next one i have here is the soloist uh sufferers feel uh, sufferers feel as though they are that when they ask for help that it reveals their phoniness when mm-hmm. they're really actually not even phony to begin with uh 
need to realize to ask for help when you need it. There's no shame in that. Yeah. People and that that are in that category seem to struggle with that. Yeah. And the last one is the expert. So believing they will never know enough, they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. So they bulk up their skills and they can set certainly strides professionally. And But basically, they never get to the end of the finish line. And I'm going to call mom out here. She she struggles with this one, I find. She she thinks, oh, there could be more and I could be doing so much more and there I could be so much more knowledgeable in this area or I could be doing this instead of looking at how far she's come and how yeah. much she's accomplished. There's just so much interesting <laughs> stuff. Well, and not to say that you can you never have to stop learning, yeah. but why do you have to wait until you've learned enough to start? Yeah. 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 Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and on that note, just with our podcast, uh, we just wanted to take a minute to talk about we, the podcast itself, <laughs> we knew this would be a topic we would discuss at some point because starting this podcast, we really felt like imposters. We still feel like imposters. We have this discussion all the time. We feel like we need to put out better content and who are we kidding? We don't know about this topic and why are we pretending? And, but why did we limit ourselves? We we sat on this for two years, yeah. for two years, waited for us to feel ready. And did we do anything in the two years that made us feel ready? Not other than start the social media accounts. And, and then we, when we were ready, we weren't ready. Come right. to find out. And because, we, you know, after recording almost every episode, I think so <laughs> Still far. this one currently right now. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, while we're going through it, you know, every second in your head is like, should we stop? Like I tripped on my words back there and maybe we should start over or we'll get it recorded and then Kennedy will rush off and I'll be like, wait, can't we see it and make sure it's okay? And then even there's been times that we kind of pre-watch it to make sure that it's you know, doable and it's going to work all right, even though there's little blips and whatever, it's imperfect. Go figure. Yeah. And I'll feel okay about it. But then I'll wake up at like four in the morning. It's <laughs> like, oh no, no that's bad. We and she, and no. she's not kidding. I'll wake up at, you know, a normal hour of the morning and see a text message came through at like three in the morning and it's mom going, so I thought that episode we recorded yesterday was good, but the more I'm thinking about it in my head, it might have sucked. So it's true. Yeah, all it's of that. True. All of that to say, um, we're should imposters. I call you out too while we're <laughs> yeah. at it? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kennedy expresses her imposter syndrome by getting ex like super extremely frustrated <laughs> and things not working right, and don't talk to me while I'm typing and <laughs> that sort of thing. And yeah. So, yeah, that's we'll just fair. Leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but all of that to say that uh, many people suffer from this, us included. And in this moment right now with the podcast, we feel that way. Um, but we've received so much positive feedback and we're enjoying what we're doing. And mm -hmm. I look forward to coming to mom's, you know, once a week and talking about our stuff and recording. And I mean, there's still, like, don't talk to me. I'm trying to type something. There's all this stuff going on. But we were depriving ourselves for two years of this experience. For what? For yes, maybe. We were scared. Yeah. So, and, and that's fair. But all of that to say that you're not alone in this. 
Yeah. And it, and it continues and it goes on. And there's weeks where I'm like, this is so much fun. Like, let's put it extra this week. <laughs> yeah. And then there's weeks when I'm like, when can you come over? And Kendi's like, I don't know, I'm busy. And I got too much on my plate. And I don't know when I'm going to do that. Yeah, pretty and, much. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's there before you start. It's there after you start. And while so you might as well start. Yeah, yeah, I think it just doesn't end. And you have to look that monster in the face yep. over and over again. So the question is, what do I do about it? Mm -hmm. So the first, we've come up with a list of a few things that we think you can do to try to get over this imposter syndrome. And I mean, it's one of those things that may be reoccurring and may disappear and come back. And because we've experienced that as well with this podcast ourselves. So um, the first step we think is to look at it. So start by asking yourself, what is the root of my particular insecurity. So mm. you can look at why you may be experiencing insecurities in yourself. Was it a narcissistic relationship where a person is discounted and told oftentimes that they mean nothing? Because once this happens enough times, people start to believe it. That's just one example. But when you are friends or in a relationship with someone as an example, and they have narcissistic tendencies, and they tell you, oh, you know, that that shirt doesn't look good on you or you're not capable of doing that or you're just constantly talked down to you start mm. to believe everything that that person says that's true yeah yeah so we've got the next one is challenge it uh some people feel that failures are a bad thing and let's face it everything that we try doesn't always work out and mm -hmm. failures help us build resilience and if you can keep from catastrophizing um it's going to help you grow in the long run. Nobody likes it. It's, it's something that happens, but in the days following weeks, following months, following whatever it takes you, you're going to, if you're, if you're able to look at it as were there positives in this, uh, usually you can pull a few of those out. Right. So, uh, if you know, you're going to feel like an imposter anyway, why not try something new? Yeah. Yeah, growth can happen when we're stretched to feel uncomfortable. So it can sometimes work in our favor to inspire us to be creative and find solutions for things. So yeah, um, the next uh, point we have is to choose to be brave. So mm. you can tell that inner voice to shut up and proceed anyways. And that's kind yeah. of what we had to do. Yeah, um, just, just remember your ego's there to keep you safe. And it will do what it has to to keep you safe. And if that means staying stagnant and on the couch watching Netflix and flicking through, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever your drug of choice is, um, your ego is more than happy to keep you there. Yep. Yeah. It's so easy to stay on the couch and just refuse to do anything productive or anything for yourself besides scrolling through your phone even. Um, so it would be smart to discuss with others you trust to acknowledge your thoughts. Um, you can write these down, you can talk about this, and it can help you gain clarity and even just discussing things together can help lift each other up. Mm -hmm. And remember, take one day at a time, focus on your whys, uh, what your motivations were to get things started and try to keep the big picture in mind. Yeah, where is it that you want to be and where are you now? Right. Um, because the ego and all of those little things in between the imposter inside or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, when you focus on the big picture, 
it, it can create a tunnel vision in a positive way. Sure. Um, so you can realize that you're not alone, as we discussed. We're mm-hmm. going through it currently, yeah. um, but we're showing up for it. And many, like I had mentioned earlier as well, many famous people and successful people struggle with imposter syndrome. But yeah. even after multiple success, successes, you know, they've overcome and they just keep going and going and going. Yeah. I've read about a few people that struggled with that after they wrote books and, you know, they're on their third, fourth book and somehow they're still surprised that it's selling. And why is this even happening? And I'm not sure how I got here instead of just going like, Hey, that's right. Cool. And I'm on book number four. I must kind of have some idea of what I'm doing. I've I've heard of people who work in television, the same thing that every time it's almost like the first time, but not in the good way. It's, it's more in like, still have the nerves and still doubt themselves and how they looked and was my angle right and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's really easy to overthink what you're doing and who you're trying to portray, because mm-hmm. ultimately, we all want to get to a certain point of whatever like Kennedy wants to get to whatever Kennedy can be her best self as, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. So we all want to get there, but the picture doesn't look the same for everyone. So you just got to keep that tunnel vision of where you want to be and ignore the ego, ignore the little imposter guy on your shoulder. And all like those a, I can remember the Flintstones when I grew up. I don't remember if you recall it, Kennedy. Or I not. do. I do. Yeah. And Fred Flintstone had these two little angels on his on his shoulders uh one was the angel one was the devil and you know one was always chatting in his ear and the angel would say that's not a good idea or whatever but the the bad guys always sitting there going like that sucks or you can't do this or you know that sort of thing yeah yeah so um I had heard this quote a long time ago I didn't know who had said it uh but I had looked it up before we started and I'm going to brutalize his name here but his name is Stephen <laughs> Stephen Kaboski um and he had said at one point we accept the love we think we deserve yeah I feel that is really relevant here because we often question what we deserve in life and what we deserve to celebrate and what we deserve to receive um mm. just based off of this we feel like we're imposters or we feel like we're not enough and like we were discussing that could be from trauma or it could be from anywhere really or just a natural way of going oh I'm not so sure if I want to do this but um I find that's really powerful we accept Mm. the love we think we deserve yeah I know I sold my show myself short a few times yeah I think everyone does at some point Mm -hmm. yeah there just there isn't enough love out there so take compliments and rewards for your efforts and accomplishments when you receive them from people that people wouldn't just tell you that you did a really great job at that speech or you you did a really good job at that business launch or they wouldn't just say these things to you if they didn't meet it because yeah. it takes time out of their day yeah so for them to step out and say you did great they yeah. must mean it <laughs> yeah and you need to be able to receive that and and acknowledge your own efforts, you know, maybe you did a good thing. So yeah, just remember you're worthy and you're valued. Right. So that's uh, all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in again for another episode. And we will see you next Monday. See you next time. 
If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.